Well, it's month end and quarter end. So how much influence is that having on the markets today? How much portfolio rebalancing are we seeing? Plus, Joe Biden makes his big infrastructure plan public today. Is that why bond yields pushed 14 months high in the U.S. overnight? And a million jobs a month. That's what the Fed's Raphael Bostig reckons for the U.S. But we'll find out some real numbers with non-farm payrolls on Friday night and the ADP employment numbers tonight. It's Wednesday, the 31st of March, 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the U.S. dollar is up a third of 1% on the DXY now, the highest since early November. Treasury yields up just one basis point, but much higher earlier in the session. In fact, they were up to 1.77%, which is the highest it's been in 14 months. It's now down to 1.72%. And we've got three or four basis point moves up in yields across Europe as well. Ten-year gilts, for example, up four basis points to 0.82%. They were at 0.83% earlier, uh, so sticking close to the multi-year high there as well. Stocks are down across all indices in the United States, but uh, up by quite sizable amounts in Europe. The Eurostoxx 50 is up 1.1% to a record high. Uh, the DAX is up 1.3%. On other currencies, we've got a 0.4% fall in the euro, 0.3% down for the pound, and a half percent fall for the Aussie dollar, uh, down below 76 US cents now, and big falls in oil, as you'd expect, as you might have expected yesterday. In fact, as the Suez Canal reopens, uh, Brent is down almost 1.5% today. And Rayatral is here. Head of FX Strategy and NAB in Sydney. So quite a bit of movement. I mean, those bond yields uh, pushing up again in the United States. So how much of this is down to month end? And of course, it's quarter end and it's the end of the, the Japanese financial year. Uh, is, is that what's driving bonds and also the, uh, pushing the dollar up today? Is, is that the reason? Um, good questions, Phil, and good morning. <laughs> it is a little bit, I think it's difficult to reduce, you know, the overnight action into into a soundbite, unfortunately, as much as we're condemned oh to try and do that. Thank God, <laughs> thank God we've got another 10 minutes then. <laughs> because um, because as you say, it is it is month end, it's quarter end for um, for the world and, and, and end of financial year for uh, for Japan, as you say. And there had been a lot of speculation um, in the lead up to um, today, effectively, that certainly things like what are called balanced funds, so those that sort of invest a, a fixed proportion of their um, of their uh, their funds in equities and then others in defensive assets, given that there's been a good quarter for equities and a very bad quarter for bonds, the rebalancing effect would mean that they would be condemned to, to selling the winners and buying the losers, if you like, to get back onto benchmark, which would mean equity selling and, um, and bond buying. But uh, as you say, bond yields up to, you know, 1.77 sort of thumbs its nose a little bit at that theory. And you'd have to say that, you know, the eye popping strength in the US consumer confidence indicator uh, up to 109.7 from 91.3 is expected to be little changed. And I've just read somewhere that's the biggest monthly increase since the fall of Baghdad in the uh, in 2003 at the end that ended the Gulf War. So um, it's clear that, um, you know, the prospect of another a big dose of stimulus checks hitting U.S. households, as that, and of course, you know, relative success in bringing virus levels down, but also you know, the rollout of vaccinations have all combined, I think, to see that tremendous leap in consumer confidence and the message not lost obviously on the bond market. And I think equity markets have you know have opened weaker partly on, on the back of, uh, of higher bond yields. But then in the last sort of hour or so, we've seen bond yields coming back and equities are, are off their lows a little bit. So um, a little bit of the reversal of the moves. But then I look at the US dollar and uh, I think it's, it's undeniable that this sort of grind higher in yields and the undeniable strength in the incoming numbers is, is, is having a further 
positive impact on the dollar and hence, as you say, new year-to-date highs on that uh, BBDXY index that, yeah. we, that we tend to favour. So, uh, Raphael Bostic from the Fed uh, added to all the positivity as well. He was uh, saying earlier that leisure and hospitality firms are beginning to see bookings comparable to or above 2019. And he said he's hopeful that the US is going to see large job numbers in coming months, a million a month through summer, he said. Uh, so uh, that's perhaps added to this atmosphere as well. And I guess, and, and also this jockeying for position, I guess, ahead of whatever it is Joe Biden is going to say later on. No, I think that's the um, that's certainly an additional factor behind the, the run-up in bond yields that we've had. So even with that pullback, you know, we're still obviously higher on the week. And uh, President Biden is due to speak, I think, in Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not sure the time, but at some time in the coming few hours, hours um you know and the press speculation yesterday was that he's going to announce something uh, between three and four trillion dollars in terms of mm. you know, his ambitions with respect to, to infrastructure but also you know other changes which are in terms of focused on transport but also covering things like schooling for example but there's also various sort of social welfare and, and childcare provisioning that he wants to sort of incorporate if not in this the first package then maybe another bite at the cherry in April um, markets are intensely interested in this you know how he intends to pay for this is it all going to be deficit yeah. financing or what exactly are the plans um, for, for funding a good chunk of this through higher taxes and if the answer is a lot of tax increases then that begs the question can he get bipartisan support probably no therefore do yeah. we have to and what's that going to do to equities as well you'd assume they'd take a bit of a hit well that's they? right if you go back let's go back to september october last year when it looked like not only was joe biden going to win the election but that the the, the, the blue wave concerns were, were you know concerns or expectations whatever you want to call them you know equity markets were taking fright at the prospect of uh, you know higher taxes as well as uh, tougher regulation across the swathe of sectors mm. and it clearly hurt equity sentiment so um so i think you know, exactly what he plans to do is it like well we'll we'll borrow the money first and spend the money and then we'll pay for it later through higher taxes that probably won't concern the equity market as much as saying well you know we're going to fund try and fund the bulk of this through tax increases but if if the answer is yes yeah. he wants to go that latter route then it begs the question well can he actually get it through given they've already used this so-called reconciliation process to get the 1.9 trillion stimulus plan through um you know he may have to wait until after october to the new U.S. fiscal year uh, before they can have another go at passing a bill without support of Republicans. So going to be a lot of moving parts in, in what we hear yeah. in the coming hours. I think markets will, uh, you know, will have to take a considered view. And uh, it's unclear at this but stage can, how they might respond. It's unlikely we're, we're going to go through it without some sort of market reaction, though, isn't it? You know, because it Absolutely. might, like, for example, if, if the number comes out less than expected, <laughs> then that <laughs> might be seen as being a, as a, a good thing by some. Look, I mean, I've seen one figure uh, that it's only going to be 22 Five, just 2.25 trillion uh, is the latest news report I've seen. So we can take it now anywhere from 2.25 up to 4 trillion is the number. So it's a fairly broad <laughs> well, that, sweep. That is, that is relevant because, you know, the 3 to 4 trillion, the Washington Post was talking as much as 4 trillion, mm-hmm. but that is in total. And, and uh, President Biden's office has made clear that they're going to effectively, you know, um, uh, segregate their ambitions, if you like, into two separate packages. So maybe we get, a, as you say, a relatively lowball number today. Yeah purely with respect to infrastructure and markets may decide that all we bought the rumour 
time to sell the news or we sold the rumour <laughs> by the fact, whichever way you want to look at so it. So look, there's a lot of uh, European data out today. A lot of it's not terribly important uh, to, to us. Uh, but I am interested in this, that uh, the euro continuing to track down against the US dollar as it has been all year. Is this just the case of this disorganisation? If they get a few more jabs in the arms of Europeans, that's going to fix that? In short, I think it is. I think that the reason for, you know, mm. it, it's obviously there's a dollar strength story driven by higher yields, um, you know, by the success in, 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 you know, relative success in vaccine rollout. And, and the fact that the market was very short US dollars at the beginning of the year, thinking that dollar weakness was going to continue. And, and, and as that hasn't eventuated, we've seen a lot of short covering. But I think, you know, overall, um, it is the disappointing news, both in terms of uh, you know the EU's ability to get on top of the infection, and obviously the, the lamentable sort of rollout of mm. the vaccine. And I think I read overnight that um, Germany may again be um, you know, having issues with the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine, suggesting that only the yeah. over sixties are going to be administered, administered it because of new concerns about thrombosis. So uh, yet again, another sort of you know roadblock to to ramp up in the rate of vaccine. Bad for the over sixties now. It's bad for the under sixties. They can't That's make right. their so, mind up. So our view is still that we need to see a significant improvement in the news flow relating to the virus, both in terms of you know being able to come out of lockdowns, but also you know getting vaccination rates up much closer to the US and the UK. And at that point, we would still expect the euro to, uh, you know, its fortunes to revive and, and the US dollar to probably turn down. So that's still our view. Mm. But, um, you know, we await developments with, with interest a while, before we can expect to see that happen. Yeah. Data-wise today, uh, China's PMIs, they're the one to watch, aren't they? We're, a lift is expected in manufacturing and in services from China. That's right. So, uh, you know, both numbers are already tracking above that 50 sort of big boom-bust line, if yep. that's what you want to call it, and some modest improvements in, in both measures expected there. So, um, you know, if that's the case, maybe that provides a little bit of relief. Certainly, we've seen emerging markets under a fair bit of pressure uh, in recent days and weeks, I think driven primarily by higher U.S. bond yields. And that uh, the Chinese currency has, has certainly been a, a part of that, um, you know, weakening quite significantly. So maybe a bit of good news there. And, and the Shanghai stock market has also been under some pressure, albeit we had a good day yesterday. So uh, if we do see some positive surprises there, maybe that at the margin will be um, uh, responsible for a little bit of a turnaround in some of those moves and dwelling approvals for australia this morning we are obviously we had that big fall in january but the home builder program continues so do low interest rates so uh, presumably we're going to see a rebound aren't we we would expect so yes yeah. so remember last month we had a 19 percent um monthly fall but remember in december that um you know that that home builder grant reduced from twenty five thousand to fifteen thousand dollars and so the weakness that we saw in january was partly seen responsible for that but you know approvals were still 19 19% up year on year in January, even with that fall. So the level is still very high. And, uh, you know, we know that uh, you know, housing market activity is going bananas at the moment in, uh, across Australia. Mm. So we're looking for uh, something like a 3%, uh, I think a no, 5% increase. I think the consensus is for a rise of about 3%. So um, um, it would be surprising yeah. if we saw a repeat of, of the sharp slump that we saw in January, that's for sure. Yeah, well, I think Australia's not alone in that. I mean, we're seeing house prices rising all over the world, aren't we, really? Uh, but let's look at New Zealand very briefly, because the Kiwi dollar seems to have uh, regained a little ground back off the Aussie in the last day or so. And we get the uh, ANZ activity outlook today. So things improving in New Zealand? Is there a bit more optimism? They're not, actually. But I think what is improving is expectations for uh, trans-Tasman 
travel bubble mm. um, being announced. Obviously, there was disappointment um, a couple of weeks ago that uh, you know, the expectation was that uh, Jacinda Ardern was going to announce sort of the imminent um, you know, opening of a travel bubble. And there was disappointment, but then an announcement is due this week. And you know, as we've been saying consistently, on a relative basis, New Zealand will be a bigger beneficiary yes. than Australia would be um, on They're travel. They're going to be because- flooded <laughs> with, with Aussies. <laughs> desperate flooded. to get away to anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But almost, you know, I think 45% of all inbound tourists to New Zealand come from Australia, although our New Zealand yeah, colleagues anyway. tell us that um, we don't open our wallets when we get there. So, um, <laughs> But uh, the fact <laughs> is that uh, you know, on a relative basis, that uh, you know, even though there'll be a lot of Kiwis coming over here for holiday, I think uh, in terms of the impact on the, the tourist trade overall and, and therefore the economy, uh, New Zealand would benefit more. So if we did see that announcement, then uh, it yeah. probably plays with a little There's- bit of a retracement. And Aussie Kiwi has seen a, you know, up to close to one ten, you know, one ten has been been a little bit above uh, our expectations. So maybe a bit of a pullback on some relatively good news for New Zealand would be in order. Got to, they've got to spend some, some money. I mean, it's not as though you go over there and take a packed lunch, is it? Uh, look, uh, we get well. That would be a problem, wouldn't it? Uh, we get uh, job numbers today, don't we? For the United States, we get the ADP employment numbers. Interesting, perhaps, but of course, uh, non-farm payrolls on Friday are the numbers that really count. Uh, they're going to be interesting because we'll be able to see whether Raphael Bostic is right with his predictions of a, a million new jobs a month this 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 summer. Well, it's certainly possible, and, and one of the economic commentators that, uh, that that we follow here, who's got a pretty good track record, has been touting you know the possibility of, of this Friday's numbers being uh, above a million um, for a, for a few weeks wow. now. So um, ADP is expected mm. to come in at about five fifty. ADP has generally undershot. The non-farm payrolls numbers, which where the consensus is about 650k, but uh, were we to get an ADP number, you know, a couple hundred thousand higher than 550, then uh, it may be game on for uh, you know for a number as high as a million this this Friday, which is so. I mean, presumably, that, that, what would be the effect of all that? Would that? I mean, presumably, that's going to push the US dollar a bit higher. Well, isn't it? you've got to believe that it would add to the upward pressure on uh, on US bond yields, and mm. uh, at the moment, that is clearly one of the factors driving the US dollar. So uh, yes, and those numbers will come into a, a Good Friday markets and most markets will be closed. I think the US bond market's open. So, you know, a, a big surprise right. in payrolls hitting a market that effectively is on holiday could make for some real fireworks, <laughs> um, certainly on the other side of the Easter break. All right, good. We'll watch that with keen interest. Great to talk. Great to have you back, Ray. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. Coming back to work just before the Easter holidays. He's got his, his life sorted out, hasn't he? That's it for today. <laughs> I'm Phil Dobby. He's going to hate that. I'm Phil Dobby. Back again tomorrow morning. Have a great day.